0: Hey, SoundCloud listeners, this is Ed Van Ness. And I'm John Shannon. You found an encore presentation of the Taxi Stand Hour. You can catch us live every Saturday at 10 a.m. by downloading the Radio TFI app. Enjoy the show. Adios. See ya!
1: You found the Taxi Stand Hour.
2: You just,
1: on. on Radio TFI.
0: It is Sunday.
1: Man, a, hello, let's try that again. That's getting routine for me here, folks. Can we take take two here?
0: Take no, two. Not really.
1: <laughs> Hi there, this is uh, Radio TFI and you are listening to the radio. <laughs> take
0: You've, three. Take three. You've never done this before. Okay. Take your time. Take a breath yeah hold on a second you ready yeah
1: you found yeah. the taxi stand hour
2: <laughs>
1: on radio t f i It is Sunday, November seventeenth of twenty nineteen, and you are listening live to the Taxi Stand Hour right here on Radio TFI. And if you're not listening live, then you're probably listening to us on SoundCloud. Thank you, thank you very much, thank you. He'll just keep sending the money. <sighs> wow, you know, it, it's one of those things. It's, it, it's like Hollywood squares, there. You uh, you can't come up with a good bluff, and you just can't think of anything else to say, and you don't you don't know the truth, and you can't come up with a good lie. So, anyways, from Eagan, Minnesota, where it's so dreary out, I've pulled the blinds.
2: <laughs> I'm
1: John Shannon uh, out there in beautiful Queens, New York. It is Mr. Ed Van Ness. Good morning, sir. <laughs>
0: I got to Crack it up, boys and girls. What's my line? Oh, here. He'll oh, be trying for you. That's the one. That's the one. <laughs> oh. We, uh, we, uh, look, this is why they put erasers on pencils. We all make mistakes heck i haven't re- been able to remember the tagline for uh, the point segment for about a month now i've had to have john do it so i've really got no place to talk doesn't make it any less funny that no. something he's been saying for well over two years now on a darn near weekly basis
3: <laughs> just completely <laughs> oh i know
1: oh i know <laughs> Hey, and just, a, and just a, a year ago, I was able to get off the script here and uh, actually try <laughs> read it from memory. Well, guess what? Script's coming back, baby. Script's coming back.
0: I, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I, I just had something I was going to say, and I can't find a life of me. Oh, that's what it was. <laughs> Welcome to my world. Let's bring back. (laughs) Look, we've been slipping a lot lately, and we haven't been able to use this, but we're back, baby. Hashtag hashtag, big-time professional radio. It's back. And it's Sunday.
1: It
0: is. It is. See ya. We're done. There you go.
1: Pretty much. Been nice talking uh, to you. Yeah. See you next.
0: <laughs> drive, drive safely. Yeah. Remember the, the life you save may be mine.
1: Pretty much. Oh, oh hell.
0: Okay. All right. Let's take a. Oh, that was. And 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 with the good, out with the bad.
1: Oh. I think, I think we're, the fact that we're doing this thing on Sundays is, fi- is finally starting to
0: get. I, I believe it has finally caught up to us. And thank goodness, kids and kittens, this is the final Sunday. As it turned out, I only wound up working one of the Saturdays, which was all fine and well. But uh, so next week, here's the housekeeping. Next week, we're back on Saturdays at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. And uh, check your local listings in your area. Wait a, minute, uh, wait
1: a minute. I just got I just got something coming in. Uh, come on, sit down. Sit down. Have a have a seat. What what's what's on your mind? Well go away there, Mr. Ed I just getting to enjoy this Sunday gig. What am I gonna do now that you going back to Saturday
0: Easy Gomer
1: <laughs> Shazam 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 <laughs> Oh, how about you know, this 7.480 uh, people chat, uh, 7.5400, uh, 2428, I almost forgot that, too.
0: Yeah, you did. I, 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 oh, and, I, no. and I'm going to tell you something right here. Uh, this is for you, John, and everybody else. Up until about six minutes ago, I was very, very concerned that this was going to be a very low-energy show.
1: Oh, <laughs> I've already had two cups of coffee, Jack. I'm, uh, I'm ready to go here.
0: Yeah, it seems like it. I I think I just need. Go ahead. I think I just need to wind up a little bit, and I can sit back for about the next hour or so. I know, right? I, I'm good to. I'm good till the point segment. Holy bucket <laughs> of the chief. Yeah, I will tell you what. Uh, I can't what? What?
1: What? I just told you. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man.
0: By the, by the way, do, do, you, do you know the difference between northern girls and southern girls?
1: Uh, go ahead, tell me.
0: Another A northern girl will say you can. A southern girl will say y'all can. Oh, you're going to say something else for that one. Brother. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I am. I, I don't even stop for luggage on the way. Uh, hey, 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 let's, uh, uh, Uber, Uber is at 26, close to week at $26.79, a drop from last week, they, they were up and down during the week slightly, but down from last, last Friday, and Lyft, same thing, they dropped from, uh, 43.23 last week to 43.04, so keep up the good work, kids and kittens over there, and San Francisco, which, by the way, bugs me to no end. Both of those companies are in San Francisco because San Francisco has one of the most unique intersections ever designed.
1: And detail.
0: It's the intersection of Eddy Street and Van Ness Avenue.
1: Oh, I think, oh, that's right. I think, yeah, because I think that there was, uh, I remember mm. doing a Google search on that, a Google map search, and there was... Uh, there was some business there that I think was going to get torn down and be uh, replaced by a, uh, an Asian tug joint here. If I, if yeah, it's going to
0: happen. It's going to happen. It's it's E-D-D-Y, as in the Whirlpool. That's the Eddie. Yeah. And Van Ness Avenue is a major street there in uh, San Francisco. So, anyway. Anyway.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, is it here?
0: It must yeah. be my turn. Because uh, I have to blow my nose, so.
1: Oh, okay. Well,
0: you can't now.
1: Nah. Anyways, um, let's see. What did we else did we have here other than the fact that uh, along with the huge stock drop, and I'm sure that has a little bit to do with uh, the fact that people could start dumping, the original investors could start dumping this uh, stock, uh, including... Uh, tra uh, including uh, travis the k who as i understand uh dumped off a little over uh 700 million dollars
0: uh, so far
1: that was as of i think uh friday thursday friday that was right dumped off that much. and you remember now he's also going into a uh a food delivery business where his uh, again, one of his big investors are, is going to be the
0: Saudis. Saudis. And, yeah. well, Uber's going to need some help because the, the garden state, New Jersey, just across the river from me, is uh, they've slapped Uber with a $650 million fine for misclassifying its drivers as independent contractors.
1: You know, Basically, Uber has lived in such a uh, in such a world, in its own little fantasy world, that it doesn't think it has to, uh, it doesn't have to listen to the law. It doesn't have to pay attention to the law. It's just going to do whatever it feels like it can do. Well, you don't have the cash coming in to uh, pay off these, uh, these politicians now anymore. You can't afford to do it anymore. So uh, guess what? Now they're just going back to doing their job and... Uh, I smell trouble on the horizon
0: oh right well they're not the only state uh, you, you've got uh, any this is all I've been saying it for a long time it's all coming to a head but this money is uber owed uh, it was some 400 and some odd million in in back taxes and uh, uh, unemployment taxes I, I I don't have the full article in front of me, but essentially, they owed the state of New Jersey a whole bunch of money, and with interest in penalties, actually, I remember this number, I remember, it was $190 million in interest in penalties, so it comes out to that 600-some-odd, 600 uh, $650 million number, and of course, Uber is saying, well, that's just, that, that can't possibly be, where, where? They, they've obviously uh, mistaken about that. No, no, no. I think they seem to be pretty confident that they're uh, on their numbers. And uh, believe me, when people in New Jersey say they want money from you, you give it to them.
4: There
0: you go. Where do you think the Sopranos were based out of? <laughs> now, in in other Uber news, in other Uber news, uh. Our good pal, Christine Hubbard, queen of the north, queen of all hacks. I've got her partially on a tweet. Uh, she had mentioned to somebody that they don't search prices and thanked them for choosing Beck Taxi. And by the way, if you're in Toronto, please choose Beck Taxi. You'll you'll be glad you did. The only way to go. The only way. Uh, Rita Smith uh, had uh, quoted her. Had retweeted Christine, but Rita also added, and that's at Rita G. Smith. The Toronto's City Council gave the taxi industry the option to have surge pricing, and the entire industry said no. It was the fastest, firmest deci- decision I ever witnessed. Business looking out for consumers when paycheck politicians wouldn't let that sink in, and th- and they're going through a bunch of stuff up there in Toronto right now. Uh, how they're just running, running roughshod over the taxi industry, not to mention Christine. and uh got
1: to be for her because, you know, she's, she has run back taxi like a taxi company should be ran. At least in and our opinion. opinion. Yeah, and that's, I, right now, for the next two hours, that's all that matters.
0: That is absolutely correct. My opinion is the only one that matters. You couldn't be more correct, sir. Uh, oh, well, <laughs> we've got we've got some more Uber stuff that I want to touch base on. Uh, there was Dara the K this week saying that the murder of uh, Jamal Khashoggi uh, by the Saudis was it was a mistake. Really, really, uh, and and here's here's the quote from uh, Stone Cold twenty fifty at Stone Cold twenty fifty. And he classifies it, uh, classifies it under WTF News, or is what the... Uber CEO Dara, Dara the case, said it's time to forgive the Saudis for murdering Jamal Khashoggi. The Saudi government, which is Uber's fifth largest shareholder, dismembered a guy via bone saw. But it was a mistake, right, Dara? And we should uh, forgive them for that. That's, uh, yeah. It's just a mistake. Just a mistake.
1: A mistake Jim. is when you forget when you forget to signal before you make a right turn. That's a mistake.
0: The mistake is remember the opening to a radio show you've been doing for two and a half years. That's a mistake.
1: Oh, oh wow, man! Yeah,
0: see how I brought that back?
1: Oh my Jesus! Really?
0: Tucked right there in the back pocket, just waiting. Came oh, back sooner yeah. than I thought. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, it, uh, it. You know, listen. I I don't know everything that goes behind that story. Is as, as far as uh, Khashoggi's murder and everything. I don't know uh, why he was targeted or anything like. Mean, yes, make no mistake about it. This was no mistake. Uh, and I I don't know. I get a feeling though that. Old Travis the K is getting ready to try to kiss some Saudi ass to try to uh, uh, get a little bit more money. So uh, listen, it's bad enough there that he, you know, he's out there with Uber and he's creating enough havoc there. You know, nobody wants to hear your political opinion. It's bad enough you can't control what the hell's going on with Uber. Nobody wants to hear it. Nobody gives a damn what you actually think of the Saudis. And, uh, I don't know. That could be just another nail in the, because there is a lot of people that also ride these stupid ass ride shares that probably are, are, are very up in arms, still up in arms about the, the whole deal with, uh, Khashoggi and God knows how long ago was that? That was a year and a half ago that happened two years ago.
0: Yeah, something like that. But no, you've it's... but you've also got to remember that most of the people that ride with Uber don't think twice about bringing dead animals into the car either. So
1: this is very true. For I keep forgetting these people and their lack of consciousness. Consciousness here.
0: Remember this, the the and the you've got a lot of people who will use Uber despite the fact knowing that the drivers make no money it's dangerous blah 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 uh, but on the other hand they'll they'll scream bloody murder if somebody decides they want to have uh, a, a chicken dinner oh you the animals oh save this oh you've you know you got to have soy you got to have what about the poor poor schlep that's driving you around he's not a poor schlep he's an idiot for doing what he's doing but uh, you seem to have no problem riding with that so spare me uh also the uh national transportation safety board uh said on tuesday that uber's autonomous test vehicles were involved in 37 crashes over the past 18 months that's the vaulted self-driving car that will replace everybody uh i i i mean we already know what's already come out about the the one in uh, Tempe, Arizona. Uh, mm-hmm. There was so much that was wrong with that programming. Forget the fact that the 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 person behind the wheel who was supposed to be paying attention put her aside. Okay, but if you remember, and you may not, initially Uber put out a video saying uh, uh, of the of the incident where you can just barely see claiming there was low light and and it was very difficult to see the person on the bike, conveniently leaving out the detail that the uh, LIDAR that they use, the technology that they use, doesn't depend on light at all.
1: I was the, just going to say, that, that shouldn't be an issue.
0: It, it wasn't an issue, but they were putting it out there to, uh, you know, to, to say it was. Uh, and again, there, we, we talked about it last week. There were settings... Uh, that that uh, should have been set that weren't the emergency brakes weren't tied in. Uh, there was a one second delay uh, on implementing anything in, in the event of a crash and uh, and That's speaking
1: about the rate of uh, delay when it comes to a distracted driver. That second uh, reaction, one second reaction. How far a vehicle could travel in one second?
0: Pretty darn far. I've got one more Uber Uber thingy here. It's another Uh tweet. This is from at JLCab74, and he writes, Can't believe what I've just heard on the radio. Uber are introducing a feature to their app that tells passengers when their driver has crashed. The fact that they are crumpled on the back seat in an upside-down Prius might give it away.
1: (laughs) Oh, is he being satirical there? No, I did.
0: No, there's a no. That's a feature. It's a new feature. It's just like the the 911 button. You know, uh, by the time you need it, it may be too late for you to get to it. If you have to put in a 911 button. To protect people against your drivers. Hello? Is it just me? Am I the only one that sees this? So. But anyway, I saw that knife, so definitely we we need to share this. uh.
1: Oh, absolutely. Oh, I do have one here. Apparently, uh, where we got all these uh, lovely uh, comments from uh, Daryl the K was from an interview... Uh, with Axios there on HBO. Si, señor. Uh, yeah, where he um, apparently he defended his company's position that drivers shouldn't be classified. Are you okay over there? I'm fine. Oh, okay.
0: Went for a donut. Uh, a little donut.
1: A mini donut.
0: i mean yeah. I'm cutting down.
1: Oh, okay, this is as bad as when I was eating my three cookies.
0: We're going to find out in a second.
1: Oh, I don't know. Anyways, uh, old Dara the K defended his company's position that drivers shouldn't be classified as employees, adding that pay is fair and he would not uh, support a driver's union. Wait a minute, let me roll that off my tongue again. Adding that pay is... (laughs) <laughs> uh, why it matters according to this. Uber and other gig, eco- uh, gig economy companies are under increasing political pressure to provide higher wages and better benefits to their drivers. And in California, to stop classifying them as independent contractors. <laughs> uh, on the uh, Targeting 2021 for profitability. Excuse me. Let me uh, let me go on this here.
0: He's dreaming. Uh,
1: Dara the K also reported, or excuse me, repeatedly referred to the number of. Uh, oh, excuse me. That's something else about the uh, showbiz. My bad. So yeah, I't no. There's nothing. There's nothing wrong with uh, with only getting paid uh, roughly. Uh, Seventeen to twenty dollars an hour to split between you and your car. And the
0: the idea that drivers would form a union is is not only laughable; it's unfeasible because these guys. Let's face it. That's why you don't see many taxi driver unions anymore. No, because everybody's out for themselves. Let's let's. That's you know. I'm that every time somebody, uh, these guys, threw a little work stoppage, Uber just sits there and giggles. They don't care. Go ahead, you, yeah. you hundred don't work. We'll find a thousand more. There's a thousand more That's idiots exactly out there.
1: Right. That's exactly right. Oh, seven five four eight zero zero chat seven five four eight zero zero two four two eight. I was in a good mood before we uh, got this started. Now it's just like all this. All this crapola. And uh, are, you, are you completely, uh, you've completely deleted your Uber app and all that, your Uber driver app? And oh, yeah. Right? Oh,
0: yes. Oh, yes. That's long since gone. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, I I, I got to tell you, it's, what's so funny is, is when I was doing, when I was doing The Dark Side, it was just amazing how blissfully ignorant their riders were about the fact that um, you know I'm getting you know as a driver I'm getting peanuts uh, for this ride in many cases uh, in many cases less than half of what you're paying into the company and um, they, they didn't know they didn't know and by the way I had to spread this pittance uh, between me and you know, and being able to buy a, a spam sandwich or something like that, mm-hmm. and uh, and my car, which unfortunately doesn't uh, run on uh, on uh, rainbows and lollipops. So,
0: oh, not only didn't they know. Remember, they didn't care.
1: Well, there you go. Too, let's face it they they really.
0: And why should they? Let's no. let's face it. Why should they? Well, I'm, a, I'm a consumer. I'm a consumer. I come into your store. Mm-hmm. If you're selling something dirt cheap that I want, mm-hmm. it's not my concern. I might I might have a passing thought. Gee, how do they make money like this? I don't care. I'm picking it up. I'm buying it for the price you got on it. And I'm out the door.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right.
0: Remember, you you always have to take you have to look at it from the consumer's point of view. They saw what they thought was a deal, and originally it was a deal. Okay, now it's not so much of a deal. And uh, look, everything that was predicted is is coming home to roost. The cars are not what they used to be. Uh, I used to have this discussion with people. Well, Uber's got nicer cars. Uber's got nicer cars because they have a bigger turnover. Not only that. But when a taxi driver leaves the fleet, generally it's the driver that leaves and the cab stays. The cab will do its full life and get up to three, three or four hundred thousand miles. So, yes, you will see some older uh, vehicles out there. Some of them beat up and some of them just have their age on them. Whereas every nitwit Uber driver comes in, their car's never been used for, for transportation, So it hasn't taken the beating, the the pounding from the folks in the back seat who don't care how nice your car is. They'll tell you, this is a beautiful car. You'll say thank you. And then they'll still take out their little switchblade and cut open the seat.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Or they'll piss on the floor.
1: Did you happen to see that uh, that tweet exchange uh, where some guy was whining because uh, an Uber supposedly oh no it had 200,000 miles on it
0: i caught a, I i caught a, yeah yeah go ahead
1: 200,000 miles that car is just stretching its legs out for christmas that sake.
0: that is correct i i mean and i'll say again uh i've had people now when i bought the minivan that i currently have i purchased it with 97,000 miles on it and i had mm-hmm. folks that what do you how can you buy a how can you buy something with that high mileage look I've bought cars with higher mileage. The mileage is not always, and especially in a vehicle for transportation, no car stays new forever, okay? No car. At some point, it's going to start having mileage on it, showing its age. And John is correct. In the transportation business, 200,000 miles is not, while it's not showroom new, it's just getting broken in. And you're, you're looking at, at another one to 200,000 miles on that vehicle if you maintain it properly, if things go well, presuming age is not an issue at some point. But, oh, yeah, we, we used to buy vehicles with a 100, 110,000 miles on them once the police had been done with them or, you know, whatever we were doing at the time. But uh, 200,000, sheesh, you're right. It's just stretching its legs at that point. And if you can't see that, then you don't know that business. You don't know how that industry works. You buy a car with 80, 90, 100,000 miles on it, you have no intention. It has no resale value for you. At the end of its useful life for you, maybe you can sell it off to somebody for a couple of three $500 and get it off your property.
1: Hey, Ed, take the reins for just a second. Would sure.
0: Sure. And uh, I, I mean, for goodness sake, we had cars that go to four hundred thousand miles and and all that. I've got a I've got a couple of tweets here that I want to share with you guys. Where John doesn't know it yet, John's having some technical difficulties on his end, so we're going to uh, I'm going to go to some of the Trump stuff, and we got some tweets about that. And John's going to come back and talk about, and we'll talk about the whole uh, impeachment thing this week, but. I saw an interesting tweet this week. Uh, let's call it the, the Trump box of mints. You've got Don, Donnie Sr., who would be impeachment. Uh, Jared Kushner would be indictment. Melania, prenuptial agreement. Uh, Donnie Jr., just embarrassment. Eric, disappointment. And, of course, Ivanka, ornament. Uh, hopefully... Hopefully that's a box of candy that winds up in a trash somewhere, but if you, I'm sure you've, you you all know that Donny J, Donnie Junior, I should say, uh, his book came out this week. Triggered, but what also has come out is the fact that there were bulk sales. Probably him, Daddy, some G- or the GOP have made huge bulk purchases. And it's propelled it to number one on the New York Times bestseller list, and there's an indicator on that, and it, it explains just that. So they can't run from that, they can't hide from that. Uh, as we talked about this briefly last week, it's a it's a book you didn't write for people who don't read, uh, and you know, unfortunately, they'll all be coming. That all comes home to roost. Uh, Oh, excuse me, kids and kittens. I'm 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 having a little cold issue here, and I think young Mister Shannon is just about back with us here. Hello, young Mister Shannon. How are you?
1: Well, I feel better now.
0: Well, good. We're we're glad you feel better. So uh, we've well, we've go ahead.
1: We had a two part. Uh, we had a two part catastrophe here almost. I must have forgot to feed the hamster that was spinning the wheel that was powering my uh, laptop ah,
0: here. I see. And,
1: and so in uh, in English there, that was, I forgot to plug my laptop in. It was just about ready to go
0: <laughs> Okay. All right, so while you were gone, while you were off t- tending to your uh, hashtag big-time professional radio issues, we've shipped wow. it over to, to uh, the, the Cheeto in Charge. And and we'll catch you up a little later on where we were, but I've got a have got a funny tweet here, and it's not funny. It's actually it's true. Uh, this is from Translate Real DT. Now, this if you want to follow an account, this is one I highly recommend. This person takes what Trump says and puts out what it really really means. That's the name of it. The account Translate Trump. I follow so, him. Yep. Uh, uh, so here we go. He says, if you're having trouble following the impeachment hearings, let me summarize. Of those who were willing to testify under oath, all say Trump committed crimes. Of those who say Trump did not commit crimes, none were willing to testify under oath. That's it.
1: <laughs> Boy, it doesn't get any clearer than that, does it?
0: No, it does not. And I've, I've heard that all through the week. Uh especially after Friday. I mean come on. And if and if you don't know what we're talking about, uh the former ambassador to Ukraine, whose name I cannot pronounce, I don't have in front of me. Uh as she was testifying before before the house, Trump tweeted out <laughs> he just didn't idiot i'm sorry he's an idiot they keep confessing to crimes and then say they didn't do it every commentator i watched said oh the, the friday would have been a piece of cake for the republicans all they had is because you couldn't argue with her on her merits and her career but she wasn't there she wasn't part of it she you know etc etc she had really nothing to say until trump intimidate uh, you know uh, intimidated a witness he he committed an impeachable offense during his impeachment hearing i'm i mean for good for goodness sake I, I i mean right there live on tv and in front of god and everybody and and whoever else you you believe in but my goodness what a moron just what a moron and a while i didn't i wasn't able to watch uh, all of it on friday or listen to it. Uh, I did. I did see some uh, some reporting on it where they said you could see in the after after that tweet, the Republicans were just all they could do was be nice to her. Thank you for your service, but there was nothing they could say or do. And again, excuse me. The 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 uh, everybody kept saying the same thing. Republicans can, can cry all they want about people who are there don't have uh, first-hand knowledge of whatever, but the people that do won't testify because they know they're going to bury him. He's going to be buried anyway. He went for a medical exam, a physical yesterday. And I, I'm i fully, fully on board with the idea that this is just a, a, a step towards his resignation when he says they tell me I have heart problems. They tell me I have, I have the best heart problems in the world. My heart problems are perfect.
1: Well, I I think it goes a, a little bit uh, more like this. Uh, he's going to go now and he's, he's going to go in front of his base. He's going to have a a rally somewhere in Podunk, uh, uh, Mississippi or somewhere like that. And he's going to come out and he's going to say,
2: yeah, you know, these 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 Democrats—they're just so unfair to me, and I, 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 it's just getting so stressful. You gotta, you gotta go and tell your neighbors, please, please tell those Democrats to back off. Like I can't take it anymore. <laughs>
1: Seven five four eight zero zero chat seven five four eight zero zero two four two eight. If you got something to top that, (laughs) I'm willing.
0: I'm I'm desperate to listen if you can top that, ladies and gentlemen, kids and kittens. Now, now, as you may or may not know, we normally don't do a lot of pre-show prep. Hell, we barely know what we're doing as it is, and we we very rarely discuss the upcoming show before we come on. Well, John did that little bit during our little pre-show. And and he said, do you want me to do it during the show? Yes, please.
1: <laughs> what well, he's not telling me is he damn near peed himself with. Right? <laughs> I,
0: I didn't damn near do it.
1: <laughs> oh, my, 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 my. All right, let, let, let,
0: let let's pile on the Trumpster here because I got another tweet from Matthew oh, Jet. Matthew Chapman at uh, Fawful Fan F-A-W-F-U-L-F-A-N. Let's, uh, here's what he says. Y'all, Merrick Garland just ruled Trump has to turn over his accounting records to Congress. That Merrick Garland. You know, the one that, uh, that they wouldn't even talk to for the Supreme Court. How ironic. What a lovely piece of uh, irony that is. Uh, That's all I got on that one.
1: Yeah. You know, I I wanted to not really switch gears, but just a little bit again talking about how unfairly Obama is treated, especially by that, uh, excuse me, did I say Obama? That's where I was actually going with it. How unfairly Trump was treated by The mainstream media and all fake news and all this other stuff. You know, some people just have real short memories. And I'd just like to play a little little ditty here if you uh, don't mind. Sure.
0: I don't mind.
2: Your President Obama did not... Not my president. The Manchurian
3: candidate. Couldn't destroy us faster.
0: So I shamelessly say no,
2: I want him to fail. Headed towards socialism, fascism. They're marching us towards 1984. Are you confident, 100% confident, that Barack Obama can do this job? He wants to transform exceptional private enterprise America into neo-socialist Europe. Socialism. Socialist. Socialist. Socialism would be a real step up. When are we going to wake up and start fighting the fascism? These guys are Stalinists. Who's the communist? obama welcome to the ussa we have a chapter in here is obama a socialist we have a president and a bolshevik democratic congress <laughs> president obama are you listening ah, this is the most greatest wealth destruction i've seen <laughs> by a president it'd be like hitler playing golf with netanyahu i feel like we are talking to the germans after uh, an um hitler comes to powers this is what hitler did with the ss they're the enemy who's the enemy uh Obama! You just think he doesn't care, huh? I think that he... No, I I really don't. I think if I may say so, there's just too many people who are not going to vote for a black candidate. But, especially a black angry candidate who has a deep-seated hatred for white people. I think he is using racial anxiety for... Political game. This guy is, I believe, a racist. He did make a very racist comment. I've got a president who I believe actively dislikes people like me. We have to bend over, grab the ankles, bend over forward, backward, whichever, because his father was black. Because this is the first black president. Core ties to the African continent. He is having grown up in Kenya. He is defending racism, and when you defend racism and defend racist acts. It's it's virtually the same. Go ahead, say it. <laughs> the 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 hizzy. Hizzy. Do we really have to have him in the white hizzy? What's with all the hoods in the hizzy? Kind of a boys in the hood handshake. This is not the guy that you invite to the White House for poetry reading. What he's trying to do is to create is to rekindle the sense of black victimization. How does increasing taxes count? as spending cuts in your world, Mr. Obama, maybe in Kenya. The President say Trayvon could have been me 35 years ago. I guess because what? He was part of the Chum Gang, and he smoked pot, and he did a little blow. You've decided that chugging a few 40s and rediscovering your Irish is more important. If he had been anything other than African-American... And- And I don't mean to cast aspersions on African-Americans, but he would have been impeached and convicted by now. He would be impeached if he weren't America's first black president. I think we're getting close to a high crime and misdemeanor. I believe he's the most lawless president in modern times. Former President Richard Nixon, what he did was child's play compared to the range of corruption. Why wouldn't we impeach this president for not protecting and defending Americans in the bloodbath known as Benghazi?
1: All right. There was another three minutes I could have played with uh, that, but um, uh, you get the point. So to all you people who have been—you know, I this even surprised me a little bit because my, uh, our buddy uh, Ken Coons, who um, I—probably I, I about the only uh, Trump supporter that I— respect and I come to know him from the uh, from the taxi side of our uh, of what we were doing out there uh, but uh, he surprises me because he he all of a sudden was uh, you know it's like he was blind about this whole thing oh the media is so they're so unfair to Trump and you know it's ABC, NBC uh, CBS MSNBC the alphabet soup, you know, it's uh, they're, they're so unfair to talk Trump. Do you, do you remember all the media outlets uh, and how they were treating uh, uh, how they were treating Obama just a, a scant uh, few years ago? And they never let up, never let up on him. Seriously. And you expect and now all of a sudden you're expecting uh the media in 2019, 2018, 2019, 2020 to, to treat Trump any differently? I don't think so, Sunshine. I'm sorry. I don't think so. I don't feel sorry for Trump whatsoever. I don't feel sorry for the Republicans. You set the bar on this, folks. Let me uh, make this perfectly clear. You set the bar when it comes to being disrespectful to a sitting United States president now I've come on and said many of many of many of many a times my hatred for Donald Trump has absolutely nothing to do with the fact that he happens to be flying the Republican flag no no I actually tell you right now as we're sitting here that Donald Trump if the opportunity if he would have found an opportunity He would have ran as a Democrat. This isn't about protecting the people. This isn't protecting uh, any uh, the country. It's it's nothing to that. He found a group of individuals who absolutely were up in arms about the fact that uh, we had a black president in office. We had a president who wanted to try to ensure that every American had— Access to affordable health care, right away. Oh, All that socialism, you know. Who gives a damn if uh, if the insurance companies are making billions of dollars just to try to keep a few people uh, healthy? Uh No, sir. If, if you think that um, Ed and I or any other media source is going to soften our approach to Donald Trump, uh, especially now, just because your poor little baby had a heart trouble. I, I, uh, it's not going to happen, friends. Tapping out. I love that
2: guy.
0: Well, well, that was, uh, that was very interesting. John, uh, next time, I, please, don't hold back. You, you have to, you have to be up front with the people. Tell us how you really feel. Uh, yeah, look, uh, He's going to slither out of this. He won't do any jail time. His kids will. Even Ivanka. Eventually. They will all get thrown under the bus. Rudy's the next to go. Uh, and, And again, for all of those that... Whatever you want to say about the Obama administration... Look, Roger Stone just got convicted on Friday... On seven counts of lying to Congress and intimidating witnesses. I mean... This is six, this is six prominent members of Trump's inner circle, including his attorney, his real attorney, uh, that are now in prison or about to go to prison. So, I I mean, these things just keep dropping out, they're not dropping out of the sky, but, uh, to sit there and as John said, yeah, he'll go in front of his his little crowds at twenty, thirty thousand because he's twice he two out of three times he came out in public and was booed right out of the building. Mm-hmm. Uh and I still don't believe at the LSU in Alabama. I I I'm not saying people didn't cheer for him. They most certainly did, but there was certainly an undercurrent of booze as well. Uh the people are speaking. And his, his ego cannot handle him losing. Okay. I've said it before. I said it before the election. I'll say it again. I, to this day, firmly believe like a lot of people, Trump had no plans on winning. Okay. Worst thing that could ever happen to him was to win the election. I believe his plan, once he realized he had momentum and could become the, 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 the nominee would be to just roll along, get trashed by Hillary, get beaten, I should say, and then spend the rest of his life going on about that the fix was it. It was rigged. Well, guess what? He won, and he still went on about how it was rigged. So there's no winning with this guy. He stuck to his script regardless of the outcome. Uh, would I be surprised if... Uh, Let's say he's not removed from office or doesn't resign, but is actually loses the next election. Will I be surprised if he does not willingly leave the White House? No, I won't. I will not. Uh, uh, keep in mind, we've, we've spent a lot of time here gearing up for what appears to be civil war. Uh, a lot of things... Are okay now that weren't okay three years ago and hadn't been okay in a long time. Uh, you you've got racism is rampant now. Uh, it, it, it's just he's got his little base all fired up and riled up. Is thirty percent of the population, which is a significant amount of people. Let's let's be honest about it. Mm-hmm. And they're all entitled to their opinions and their views. I, I'm not. I will never say they're not. Whether they're, whether I think they're wrong or not is, is irrelevant. Those are their views. But I believe that we are getting to a point now where some of these folks are going to take action into their own hand, uh, and we haven't even mentioned it, uh, the Sarah, uh, Santa Clarita shooting again, and uh, the Senate, Mitch McConnell, and the rest of the band of morons have not done a thing since the last school shooting. Because the NRA, the NRA has them... Look, McConnell's got, what is it, 83, 100 and some odd bills sitting on his desk. He just refuses. The House has been doing their job. They keep sending bills up to the Senate. And what's McConnell do? Nothing. It sits there. Why? Because it's he's running it. It's his show. Remember, this is the man that said, when Obama was elected, we will spend the next four years... Making sure nothing gets done. Not making sure he passes nothing.
1: They tried to he specifically said they were gonna make him a one term president.
0: Right. How'd that work out?
1: Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Uh yeah, and and once again, you know, you know we are getting something uh when it comes to the Santa Clarita shooting. We're getting thoughts and prayers. Well yeah, yeah.
0: Isn't that I'm, that's, that's but, I feel better about it. I can't say the people that were killed would feel any better about it, but... Uh,
1: or their families, yeah.
0: It just drives me... By the way, uh, another another Twitter account that I follow that is very interesting, uh, Angry Staffer, at Angrier, A-N-G-R-I-E-R-W-H staff. Uh... Apparently, somebody on the inside, once or twice a week, will answer questions from people. It's very interesting reading. You take it with a little grain of salt, because, again, we don't know exactly who it is. But here's here's a tweet that this person put out regarding an article that says there's a surprisingly plausible path to removing Trump from office. An angry staffer says, well, first off, he gets he's got to get that. Interesting. Three GOP defectors could result in a secret vote on impeachment. That's a chicken shit way to do things, but Trump will be removed by a huge margin if it went forward. I still think he resigns before there's ever a a vote, but that's an option. So in other words, with enough senators, and you would need three from three Republicans, they can vote to take the, uh, to have him ousted from office do that in secret so nobody would ever know who voted for what and i agree with this person that if republicans didn't have to do it in public i think we're all pretty confident that a lot of them that in public will stand up and and defend trump in private can't wait to get him out of there jim jordan not being one of them But, oh, by the way, speaking of Jim Jordan, the guy who can put a Trump positive spin on anything was at a loss for words the other day after uh, Trump intimidated the witness. Uh, Maria Yovanovich, oh man, I don't want to mess up her name. Uh, So we'll call her the uh, former ambassador from the Ukraine. And he had nothing to say. He literally had nothing to say. Uh, So that... That gives you a very, very good indication of how bad a situation they're in. And again, they have people that can come in and say, oh, here's the truth. We were on the call. But they won't because they would have to lie. And Mm -hmm. Heaven forbid somebody in the Trump administration should tell the truth for a change.
1: Well, there are, but unfortunately they're no longer in the administration.
0: No, no. Yeah. here's one last little little side thing that came up and uh, there was an article in rolling stone about it uh, the trump campaign has held at least 15 online contests in which the winner was promised a meal with trump many of them were also promised travel accommodations all supporters had to do to enter was to donate to the campaign nobody won the article goes into a little a little more detail Essentially, it was a scam, a cent. nobody got anything. Uh, I think a couple of people got to briefly shake hands with Trump at rallies, not the meal they were promised lunch, dinner, breakfast, whatever it was, and also had to That's foot their own man. bill.
4: <laughs>
0: yeah, so you know it's again, it's another scam it's a it's just. There, there's, there's no, these people will go so low that it, 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 it it's just, I, it's disgusting and it's sad. Uh, you, You've got, I don't know, I, look, you, th- th- this to me is as bad as the TV preachers who, you know, they know they've got Granny McFarlane sitting there watching glued to the TV every Sunday morning and will squeeze what's what's left of her social security check or her pension check out of her because she believes that young man on the television set and that's what this 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 demon is doing uh i can't i can't wait till hopefully he does go to prison because remember it won't take long because he won't have access to the orange makeup or the hair dye
1: <laughs> no he won't You know, though, Ed, I got to tell you, the more I think about this, um, because when you said he wasn't going to do any jail time, if he gets impeached and removed from office, you're right. He's not going to do any jail time that way because it'll be just like Nixon uh, when he was pardoned by Ford. It'll be the same thing. We'll get six months of President uh, Pence, and we... uh, He'll turn around and he'll pardon Trump and he will just try to carry on his own little agenda for, you know, six months until he's blown out of office. Right. Um, but
0: bear, bear in mind, the state of the Southern District of New York from the Justice Department will be standing there waiting for him. All all a president can pardon is federal crimes. Federal
1: Not. right. Fr- you're right.
0: About so that. there is plenty, plenty for him to be got on uh these taxes are going to come out and again if everything is so perfect with them why not release them again we've been going on this for four years and now you're president you can tell the irs put my audit on hold while we show the american people and the irs will say fine we got copies of everything go ahead Mm -hmm. we have a xerox machine we have a copier we're good you know that there's a whole
1: generation has no clue what you meant when you said Xerox machine. I know.
0: I know. Isn't and, that sad? And I caught myself, too, because it's a little thing I like to point out to people. Uh, it, it's, it's like Uber, okay? Xerox is a brand name. It's not a verb. Although we use it as such, or at least those of us of a certain age, go make a Xerox of this. That's the <laughs> brand name. You're making a copy. Uh, I, uh, the, the my favorite one I heard was, all jacuzzis are hot tubs, but not all hot tubs are jacuzzis. Hot jacuzzis, right? Jacuzzi is a brand name, and again, like Uber, Uber is. Uh, oh, we Ubered over there. We took an Uber. It's become. Look, they got lucky with that name, and it fell into the common parlance, and you know people use it every day. They use the word every day, and. But, yes, hey, you you're remember
1: right. The movie, uh, you remember the movie Trading Places? Sure. Yeah. Remember Eddie Murphy's line in that when uh, when the uh, when the butler there played by, what the hell was his name again? Never mind. The butler there uh, says, a jacuzzi, sir. <laughs> hey, you ain't going to jacuzzi me. I knew you all was <laughs> <in this> gay. <game. laughs>
0: by, by the you way... See. Good.
1: Uh, when uh, when he started it up and he was uh, Eddie Murphy was having a ball there. Hey, Bubbles! <laughs> you know when I was a kid, yeah, wanted yeah, yeah. a Jacuzzi, I had to fart the
0: tub. <laughs> By the way, best cameo ever. Uh, it was in Coming to America. Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy's playing the the the. The, the prince from Africa, he's walking along the Brooklyn waterfront with the young lady, and there's two homeless guys sitting there. And it's the greatest cameo ever. It's the two scoundrel brothers from uh, the movie we were just talking about, whose name I can't. And, uh, and, oh God,
1: Ralph Bellamy, Ralph I what was the name of the movie? By and, oh God, Ralph
0: Bellamy. Ralph Bellamy. Well, what was the name of the movie? we were just talking about it
1: about uh, trading
0: places trading places right and, and look he gives them a dollar or he's look we're back in the game
1: <laughs> uh-huh. Mortimer, <laughs> hey i wanted to end this first hour if we could uh on kind of a somewhat of a bright note if we could here uh i i read this uh I think it was on Thursday Thursday or Friday I read this, that a Texas court has stayed the execution of Rodney Reed. Uh, Boy, nothing like a cliffhanger on that one. Are you familiar with Rodney Reed and that situation?
0: I'm not familiar with any of it.
1: Okay, I'll give you as much of a synopsis as I know.
0: You don't have time.
1: I don't. All right, I will quickly pick it up on the other side of the – of the other side of the hour here. So we'll see you in a little bit. Go take care of what you got to take care of. And we'll be back here on the taxi stand hour on radio. T.F.I. Radio
3: T.F.I.
1: You found the taxi stand hour.
0: The worst talk radio I've ever heard in my life.
1: On Radio TFI.
2: This is Robert Iger, president and CEO of the Walt Disney Company. Hello? Hello? Trying to reach the phone, hold Diane, is this you? Diane, is that you? Uh, Diane. Is this Diane Sawyer? No, it's not Diane Sawyer. Why would Diane Sawyer be calling on this number? Oh, Mr. Mouse? Oh, my God. Oh, my God, you're alive. Uh, are, are you okay? I don't know where I am. I haven't seen you since your 80th birthday party. Uh, last thing I remember, I was in a pickup truck with T-Bag from Cousin Bank. Sir, do you have any idea where you are? I'm in a warehouse. You're in a warehouse. And I'm chained to a dead hooker. And you're chained to a dead hooker. And there's a puppet sitting in the corner. And there's a puppet sitting in the corner. Uh, Stop repeating everything I say, Eisner. It's Iger, sir. Sir, why are you chained to a dead hooker? Why would I know the answer to that question, Eisner? Iger, sir. I think the puppet has already read some sort of message aloud, and there appears to be an iron mask locked around my head. Sir, it sounds like you're in Saw 6. What? You know the movie Saw? No way. Yeah. Is are making another one? I I, I don't know. Last well, one did pretty good. Huh? Yeah, no, it was pretty good, pretty scary. Oh, uh, well. Uh, listen, kind of get me out of here. Um. I think I've lost my left leg. And uh, I'm laying here, Oh, well, I can't really see, but it certainly smells like vomit. Sir, do you have any clue where you are? Well, the hooker's definitely from Honduras, so I would start there. Sir, how do you know the hooker's from Honduras? Because I can feel the big hair cloud down there. Uh, I, I don't follow, no. that, sir. Initiate tracking device. Initiate tracking device? There, there's a tracking device implanted in my left ear. Walt well, put it in there years ago. Okay, okay well. Nothing to initiate, it's under my desk. Get okay. over to my office. Okay. Initiate the tracking device. Okay, we'll we'll do. But you're hurry. Oh, okay, I will do, sir. I don't know how long I can last. I mean, hey, have some party, huh? That was a great party, sir. Thank oh, you, very much. I don't know how to play a party. I'll yeah. Great party. By the way, give me a favor. Okay. I can't cancel that dirty, sexy money and that pushing daisies, huh? Sir, you're you're chained in a warehouse to a dead hooker. I've lost my leg. And you lost your leg. I've lost my leg. Yeah. I'm um, leaning against a hair cloud. You mentioned that. Cancel those two shows. Sir, are you sure you're in the right condition to be canceling programs on an now even chained to a Dan Hooker in Honduras missing a leg and bleeding out I know those shows suck okay and okay. lay up and find me there I gonna... think the mask is tightening oh no oh, yeah. I'm going to go run to your office and, and initiate the tracking device I don't... you don't have to tell me what you're going to do just do it before I bleed out okay. uh, by, by the way happy birthday oh thanks I appreciate the watch you're welcome yeah, bye bye Oh, I don't know if I've ever
1: heard that one before.
0: You can start over, too, because I still had the microphones muted.
1: (laughs) I was late.
0: I was late coming back. Good shooting, Tex.
1: Anyways, yeah, yeah, this is, I think, what we call the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI and on SoundCloud. We barely established
0: that in Hour One.
1: Oh, yeah, no kidding, right? Uh, From Egan, Minnesota, I'm John Shannon from... Queens, New York, Mr. Ed Van Ness, and I'm watching him here now. He must be colder than a witch's tit in a brass bra. He's got a big ass old blanket on and oh my god, hold on. What is is it, 50 degrees in there or something? Well,
0: I'm wearing shorts and uh, it's a bit chilly.
1: Dateline, it is November.
0: I know. (laughs) I have a calendar.
1: Seven five four eight zero zero chat seven five four eight zero zero two four two eight. If you would like to be a part of this madness, we haven't hey. mentioned this for a while, and uh, call you know, call
0: so... Co- call collect if you're on a payphone.
1: I forgot about that. You you are absolutely right, sir. Mm-hmm. Better believe it. Not bad. Yeah, uh, but you can uh, also uh, leave a message on that. You can send a text to that number, or you can uh, use the old fashioned way here and send us a tweet at taxi stand hour if you would like to make or leave a comment or anything like that you are certainly welcome to we will even dial back to take your comments if we need to uh okay just a real quick follow or follow up from the last part of the uh the first hour of the taxi stand hour here on radio tfi uh listen uh ro- um excuse me Come on, work here. Uh, yeah, Rodney Reed um, was convicted of a murder in Texas uh, back some Jesus. I think it was almost thirty years ago, if memory ser- uh, serves. I don't have the story in front of me, and I'm not going to try. But uh, in in essence, he was uh, put on death row, and unfortunately, it's one of those things like the death row. You know, you you spend uh, 20 or 30 years uh, on death row before they finally put you to death, and I don't want to sit here and debate the, the death uh, or death penalty right now. Maybe some other time. Um, but apparently there's there's been some new evidence turned up. Somebody had uh, actually, somebody else had actually uh, confessed to the crime. What in God's name are you doing there? Good Lord. Anyway, anyways, um, somebody else confessed to the crime. It it took, God, it, this if somebody else uh conve- confesses to a crime, wouldn't you think you'd automatically put the brakes on any process of uh, going through with a uh, with an execution? I mean, that would be okay. Now at least you got a little bit of reasonable doubt here, so. I'm glad that it was a Texas court that gave him a stay of execution and uh, uh, let's hope that the truth actually comes out here and uh, I'm I'm very happy about that uh, whole situation unfortunately that uh, Mr. Reed has had to if he turns out that he was indeed innocent uh, it's a shame that he has had to spend as much time thinking that he was going to be put to death uh, as he did but um, it's looks like it's going to all end up uh, for the better, I guess. So, oh, what do you say, sir? Is it that time?
0: Um, sure.
1: Yeah. Let's, uh, what do you say we crank up the machine there? Let's uh, go ahead and give those squirrels a little bit of uh, a little bit of kibble there. And um, Are you ready? Let's, uh, I am... I was born ready there, son. And
0: then clam up. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another exciting installment of Professor Shannon's Wayback Machine a look ahead to what's happened in the past. Here's your host, Professor John Shannon.
1: I tell you, I love that bumper music.
0: You'd be surprised if I told you where I got it.
1: Oh, you're probably right.
0: I actually got I actually got it from YouTube. It's royalty free. We're allowed to use it. If we were on YouTube, we could use this music.
3: That's that's got
1: that's got a catchy little uh, catchy little uh-huh. yeah. I like mm-hmm. that. That's
0: good. this is what I do for this show.
1: Well. Your contributions to this show are, I, I can't even think of the word right now.
0: Stupendous. But,
1: uh, there you go. Thank you. That was a
0: Fabulous. Word.
1: There's another good one. Got another? Hmm. Did I say tremendous? No, you didn't. I'll, let's go with can't live without.
0: Can't live without. That's a bunch of words, but go ahead.
1: I like those words.
0: Let me I ask you a question. Before we get started, John, I have a question. Have you read any of this stuff this week
1: well I put it on I put it on my uh, I, I did read it okay did I remember putting it on my little agenda here
0: probably, probably not. not okay
1: all right so we're gonna start we're gonna go uh, from uh, 20 from 26 years ago all the way back to 83 years ago here in the uh, wayback machine. So, unfortunately, we start out on a downer uh, here that when we lost, uh, 26 years ago, when we lost Bill Bixby. Now, remember, this is all of last week. So, or, Excuse me, all of this, this coming week. week. We look, we look ahead, ahead to the past. We look ahead to the past, yes. We lost uh, Bill Bixby on uh, November 21st of 1993, 26 years ago.
0: Can I say something about Bill Bixby? Go right ahead. That's what you're it, here for. In the '60s and '70s, Bill Bixby was literally on every show. Mm-hmm. There was hardly a show you could turn on that he wasn't on. I mean, he was just and a very personable guy. You could very easy to watch, and you know, he seemed to fit into every genre. Very good actor.
1: My favorite line of his: "Don't make me mad.
0: You, you wouldn't won't like mind. me."
1: When I'm mad.
0: <laughs> yes, that's from that's from the courtship of Eddie's father, speaking to the maid.
2: Yeah, right. Moving <laughs> well, on. Yeah.
0: Moving right. <laughs> well, on.
1: All right, 27 years ago, a major tornado struck the Houston area during the afternoon. Over the next two days, the largest tornado outbreak ever to occur in the U.S. during November spawns over 100 tornadoes.
0: Yikes. Yeah, no kidding.
1: And people up here in this area get all panicky when an an EF1 uh, drops here. One. One little tiny tornado.
0: Well, all it takes Uh, is one little tiny tornado to ruin your day.
1: Well, yeah. Yeah. You're Uh, you're right there.
0: A a point that's made quite often is in in the discussion of hurricanes... You know, there's a, still a lot of people out there who go, oh, it's not going to hit us. You don't know. And it could be, we're due, we're blah, blah. Keep in mind, just keep this in mind. One of the most devastating storms ever was Hurricane Andrew, the first storm of the season.
1: Hmm.
0: It only takes one.
1: This is true. Okay, moving on. 34 years ago in the Cold War era, uh, in Geneva, President Ronald Reagan and Soviet Union General Secretary Mikhail Gorbachev that's the one with the uh, imprint of uh, Russia. On it. thank you. They uh, they meet for the first time, hopefully to end the Cold War.
0: I wonder how that turned uh, out.
1: Yeah, well, unfortunately, a cold one. One Cold War goes, and now we're going to have a civil war. Or wait a minute! I promised not to talk politics on this segment, didn't I? Moving on. Uh, moving on. Forty-four years ago, David Ortiz. Uh, came into this world. Uh,
0: let's, 40. <laughs> and after the birth, his, mo- his mother said, I want a big poppy!
2: <laughs> oh, my
1: God. Unbelievable. Anyways, moving on. Moving on. Uh, 40, 48 years ago, Michael Strahan was born.
0: Stop making us do math. Tell us what years these are.
1: Oh, in uh, November 1st of uh, 1971.
0: November 1st?
1: Did I say that? Excuse me. November 21st.
0: Ah, thank you.
1: Okay, my bad. Uh, 50 years ago, uh, Ken Griffey Jr. was born on 21 November of 1969. Uh... 51 years ago, November 18th of 1968, Owen Wilson was born. 52 years ago, on 22 November of 1967, Mark Ruffalo was born.
0: I'm sorry, I got nothing to say about most of these people. I just can't come up with anything. It's like Hollywood (laughs) Squares. I, I don't even have the bluff.
1: That's it. I don't know. We first started this morning.
0: Oh, but Mark Ruffalo, actually, coincidentally, coincidentally, Mark Ruffalo, who'd he play in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Bruce Banner. Who did Bill Bixby play? Bruce Banner. Actually, David Banner.
1: Oh, that's right.
0: They didn't want to use the name Bruce, but uh, it don't make him angry either.
1: Yeah, no kidding, right? Oh, well, they just call him an angry liberal anyways. Have you seen some mm. of
2: his tweet? No.
1: I I follow him. and Yeah, he's uh, a little active there. Okay. Uh, moving on. Uh, 53 years ago, uh, on 21 November of 1966, Troy Aikman was born.
0: God bless him. Yeah, there you go.
1: He's got quite the gig there sitting next to... Uh, Joe Buck. Old, uh, Joe, Joe Buck.
0: Joe Buck. Joe Buck.
1: Uh, 56 years ago, uh, President Kennedy is assassinated. That's
0: right. What year? November what you, 63. 63, yeah. right. yep. I, I, I have vague, very vague recollections of that. I was four and a half, yeah. and I I don't remember anything clearly. But I do recall a lot of the grown-ups crying. Mm-hmm. That I remember.
1: <sighs> you think we'd, uh, we think uh, think the nation would cry if uh, another uh, president was uh, assassinated uh, uh, 60, uh, excuse me, 50, 60 uh, years to the date? Moving on. Oh, Ooh, you Move. didn't want to deal with that, did you? Moving on. Um, oh, let's see, 60 years ago, on 21 November of 1959, American disc jockey Alan Freed, who had popularized the term rock and roll and music of that style, is fired from WABC-AM radio over allegations he had participated in the Payola scandal.
0: 77 WABC! <laughs>
1: Oh, on uh, sixty-one years ago, uh, on twenty-one November of nineteen fifty-eight, we lost Mel Ott, uh, who was really? a ball player, manager, and sports caster.
0: New York Giants, yeah. the New York baseball New York. giants.
1: The New York baseball giants. He was born in nineteen oh nine, by the way.
0: By the way, did you know that the Polo Grounds, where the Giants played and the Mets played their first two years, uh? Uh-huh. Was directly across the river from Yankee Stadium? Was it? Now keep in mind, in an era where there were only 16 major league teams, none of them below the Mason Dixon line and uh, nothing west of the Mississippi until Kansas City, until, until the Philadelphia A's moved to Kansas City, but with such basically everything in the upper right hand corner of the country. There were two major league ballparks across, you could literally see one from the other across so the river. Crazy. Yeah, there's apartment buildings there now, but
1: yeah, some people just don't care about history. You know, I, I, I love the, what they've done in Boston. You know, uh, with Fenway. You know, original park. Um, you know, they've done it. They've modernized it. They've done what they could to maintain its charm. It's tiny. Uh, It's tiny. Oh, I know. Except for the fact, why did they have to put it on Van Ness Street? Hey,
0: just lucky, I guess. (laughs) Moving on.
1: (laughs) Oh, well, here's your Forever 25 category. 63 (laughs) years ago, uh, when uh, on 20 November of 1956, Bo Derrick was born.
0: Again, she's Forever 25. And, and while I've never been accused of looking like Bo Derrick, I have been accused of looking like a real Derrick.
1: I've heard that before. Moving on. Oh, moving on. 63 years ago on 18 November 1956, football, I, I guess I'd call him a star, Warren Moon was born.
0: Warren Moon was fantastic. Yeah. And if you kids and kittens never got to see Warren Moon play in his day, and by the way, not just in the NFL – but in the CFL as well, he was a he's a star in this in the CFL, and then uh, he was fantastic. Played for the Oilers. Yeah. Most of his uh, he did briefly, briefly.
1: Yeah. We have this uh, habit here of, and please forgive the uh, the racist implication that this might be. And this was back before uh, uh, there was a lot of black quarterbacks out there. But the uh, the Vikings had this whole thing about uh, about playing uh, uh, kind of, uh, I'd say in the, in the passive prime of their career, uh, black quarterbacks. Uh, we had Warren Moon, we had Randall Cunningham. Uh, so yeah, but uh, yeah, Warren Moon, he was fun to watch. He really was. Uh, moving on, 71 years ago on 21 November 1948. Uh, George Zimmer, you're going to like the way you feel. From Men's Warehouse? Excuse me, you're going to like the way you look. Excuse
0: me. Oh! Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. I have clothing from the the Men's Warehouse.
1: Do you? I do.
0: I have a scarf and gloves I bought at the Men's Warehouse.
1: Oh, not a suit, huh?
0: I've had suits from the men's warehouse. I don't currently have one. I need to get one.
1: Oh, yeah! One of these days, I'll buy a suit. Maybe when I cack, I'll buy a suit.
0: I'll, I'll kick in for that one.
1: Okay, there you go. Seventy-two years ago, on twenty November, nineteen forty-seven, Joe Walsh, American singer, songwriter, guitarist, producer, and actor, was
0: an all-around all goofball. <laughs> Pretty much
1: oh 73 years ago uh Dwayne Allman, the Allman brothers band uh was born
0: unfortunately which, he go ahead which one was the albino oh was it him or his brother
1: I you know I, I don't know I all actually right I don't know it's okay um you know god it's it been since 71 since he passed away?
0: I suppose, if that's what it says.
1: Yeah, that's what it says.
0: I had nothing to do with it.
1: Ah, yes, I understand. Um, it's not
0: what you know, it's what you can prove.
1: Exactly. Uh, 75 years ago, on 21 November of 1944, Harold Ramos uh, was born.
0: S- Sadly, uh, we lost him.
1: 2014. Yep. Uh, yeah, uh, seventy-eight years ago, in nineteen November of nineteen forty-one, Dan Haggerty. <laughs>
0: do
1: you remember? Do you remember Dan Haggerty?
0: Gentle, uh, no, no, not uh, he was. Uh,
1: Grizzly Adams.
0: He was what? Grizzly Adams. Grizzly Adams. I had Gentle Ben in my head.
1: <laughs> you remember his co-stars on that uh, show?
0: Bears, weren't they?
1: No. Well, no, he did. he did talk to the animals, in a way, I guess you could say.
0: No, who was his co-star? Uh,
1: Denver Pyle, you know. Uh, oh,
0: sure, sure, was, sure.
1: Uncle Jesse on the Dukes of Hazzard. Right,
0: right, right.
1: Uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, Denver Pyle. And they also had a donkey that, uh, that old Mad Jack called Number 7.
0: I never watched the show, to be quite honest with you.
1: Oh, I remember it from childhood.
0: I was aware of it, but...
1: Okay, moving on here. Uh, Ted Turner, uh, 81 years ago, on nineteen November of uh, 1938, Ted Turner was born. He's the founder of uh, the Turner Broadcasting System and the owner of the Atlanta Braves.
0: Is he still alive?
1: He is still alive, according to what I'm reading.
0: Wow.
1: And last but not least, on... Uh, 19, excuse me, eighty-three years ago on 19 November of nineteen thirty-six. Another one who's still
0: with us, Dick
1: Cabot. Cabot, yeah, Dick Cabot.
0: I used to oh, love hey. watching. We
1: got a we got a visit here. Hey, we have a visit here from the uh, owner of the station here. He's, he's
0: he's the man in charge.
1: Hi, buddy. He's busy right now drinking my empty cup of coffee. Well,
0: why wouldn't he be?
1: <laughs> oh, that's that's actually going to do it, my friend. So is it? I tell you, what, it is going to do that.
0: Well, look at that! Not not only did we get to the end of the segment, but we got a visit from the uh, uh, the the uh, the chairman of the board.
1: Yeah, well, you know the mouse is uh, the mouse is kind of. Um, uh what's the word incapacitated right now so right right so So, uh and by
0: the way kids by the way kids and kittens what you don't know is that we also had a a surprise very quiet visit from the one the only the fantastical granny annie stepped into the uh, northern command center there so yes she did so that was something
1: And they did so relatively quiet. I mean, well, as quiet as uh, baby Oliver could be.
0: Meanwhile, moving on.
1: Hey, uh, now remember last week I said uh, in our Way Back song from 50 years ago that uh, the Wedding Bell Blues was in the middle of a three-week run at uh, number one on the chart?
0: I don't even remember who you are, let alone last week.
1: Yeah, I, I understand Well, anyway, so I decided to go to a little different uh, genre than Top 40 Music. So I want to give you this one now. This was the number one country uh, song in uh, 1969 at this time. It is uh, Mr. Merle Haggard. And you are listening to the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI.
3: We don't smoke marijuana in Muskogee. We don't take our trips on LSD. We don't burn our trap cards down on Main Street. Cause we like living right and being free. We don't make Party out of loving. But we like holding hands and pitching woo. We don't let our hair go long and shaggy, like the hippies out in San Francisco do. I'm proud to be an Okie from the Stokie, a place where even squares can have a ball. We still wave old glory down at the courthouse, white lightning's still the biggest thrill of all. Leather boots are still in style for manly footwear. Beads and Roman sandals won't be seen. And football's still the roughest thing on campus. And the kids will still respect the college dean. I'm proud to be a rookie from the Skokie. a place where even squares can have a ball. We still wave old glory down at the courthouse, white lightning still the biggest thrill of all. And why did lightning instill the
1: biggest thrill of all Mr. Merle Haggard on radio TFI right here on the taxi stand hour with okie from Muskogee number uh, number one in uh, November about the second week now in November of uh, 1969 from the Wayback Machine, Professor Shannon's Wayback Machine. So, ah, that officially, I guess, does it for this particular uh, version of the Wayback Machine.
0: Addition is the word you're looking for. Addition. Oh. Okay. We'll, say- well We'll do the same version next week, but it'll be a different addition. Oh. <sighs> Uncle Ed's grammar class in session.
1: Yeah, what am I, yeah, ask me a question and I'll give you an answer.
0: I'll never live that down, will I? No, sir. No, I will not. I
1: would not be doing my job.
0: No, you would, I would not. not exactly. Nope, nope. No.
1: I I know that you're becoming a little bit less uh, uh, enamored with this particular uh, segment we are about to do, but you know what? The,
0: the mouse said I mean, it. The mouse said it needs to go, and who am I? You know.
1: Yeah, we'll remember that, that the mouse is incapacitated, and mm-hmm. uh, maybe Oliver happens to like it. So, here
0: we go. It's time for John and Ed versus the spread. Your weekly foray into the exciting i got to lower that. Jeez your weekly foray into the exciting world of pigskin prognostication. Each week, John, helmet Swinging, Shannon, and I will each choose three professional football games and select winners using the point spread. At the end of the season, the winner will claim possession of the Radio TFI Gilchrist Ceremonial Sippy Cup. Each of us will be able to swap out one game each week for any reason, as long as as it is done before the live show ends. Ladies and gentlemen, kids and kittens, it's John and Head versus the spread. oh well, here we are again. Another fantastic week. Let's catch up with last week, shall we? So last week, your old Uncle Ed on his... Well, shut up, I'll get to you in a minute. Just relax. Your old Uncle Ed on his personal... Uh, I went 7-6 and six last week. Bringing me to 83-73 uh, and 73 with a winning percentage of 535. Now there seemed to be uh, some problems last week, mainly that I can't pick games worth of crap anymore. That seems to be the main problem we're having. So last week uh, was not good, not good at all. Your your boy here went one and two. Uh, I picked that Atlanta game though. Atlanta New Orleans. Atlanta got 13 points and uh, and they won outright by. Uh, by 17 points, so it was a 30-point spread. Uh, what's his name there over in, uh, Mini? Many, many what's, what, what's the name, what's the name of his city? Thank, thank you. Uh, in Minnesota there, went 2-1. and one. Uh, got blown, his his Chiefs just really disappointed him. Of course, my Dolphins came through. My, my Dolphins didn't have to score a point you to one last week. Oh! Which I almost forgot! Alright, that'll be enough of that silliness for right now. So currently... Currently, the standings are: I am at an even five hundred, fifteen and fifteen, lulling John in for the big kill here in a couple of weeks. John is currently sitting at nineteen and eleven, and, and with a four-game lead on me. But you'll see when we get to uh, week seventeen, when we choose, when we pick all the games, I'm gonna give him a fifteen-game lead. You watch and see, and then I'm gonna nail him. Week 17. I'm going to win them all. He's going to lose them all. Wake up. Wake up. Huh? What? Ma, I don't want to go to school. (laughs) Mr. Shannon. You know what? I'm going to go with my first pick.
1: Rock and roll, dude.
0: My first pick this week (laughs) is I'm getting ten and a half points. With the road team, with those Denver Broncos visiting. Where are they visiting? That's right. Over your your Vikings, your purple people eaters. Go ahead, sir. You're up.
1: Oh, okay. So you're taking uh, Denver, getting ten and a half there?
0: Yes, I am.
1: Well, you know what, sir? Because I do have a uh, lead here. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm going to go with that same game, and I'm going to take the Vikings, giving away 10 and a half.
0: I was hoping you would do that.
1: Uh, well, you got to sometimes stick with your convictions, you know what I'm saying? Or stick with the convicted, or something
0: like that. <laughs> something, something. Stick with the convicted you walked in with.
3: Exactly.
0: Moving on. Okay. Cincinnati. Cincinnati gets nine big points, visiting Oakland for what will be the final time in the franchise history, Uh, because Oakland won't be in Oakland next year. They'll be in Vegas, baby. So I'm taking those Cincinnati Bengals, whose original coach was Paul Brown, by the way, which explains the colors in their uniforms. Uh, Cincinnati getting nine at Oakland. John?
1: Okay, well, I am going to go with the formula that has been working for me so far so here we go. I hate you.
0: I hate you. I hate you.
1: Yeah? Well, you know what? Uh, well, you know what? Ed's Miami Dolphins are at home against those, uh, Buffalo Bills. And, uh, the, uh... Uh, Dolphins are a uh, 7.5 point zero. At home uh, At home But you know what I think the party is over I'm sorry We'll quote, uh, Dandy Don Merritt Out the lights <laughs> oh, oh, oh Look at you <laughs> I'm going to take. A of, uh, giving oh!
3: Seven and a half.
2: My my my.
0: Well, uh, well, well, that's certainly. Well, you know, you, Wow! i I'm I'm fumble blustered. So uh, so I'm going to tell you right here, right now. I'm I'm taking my change. I'm I'm getting rid of that Oakland game. And I'm taking my dolphins. I'm taking my dolphins. Go ahead, John, who's your number three pick?
1: Oh, let's see here. Who's my number three? Yeah. My number three. Oh wait a minute, now you uh you've got uh, two picks so far then, so you should be going on with your pick.
0: That's okay, you go ahead.
1: Okay, well the other one, uh here's the this is, here's the one that's really gonna short short shot here. Sh- or sh- too. Or shortly. Um Yeah, that too. Uh Kansas City Chiefs are visiting the Los Angeles Chargers, uh, where the Chiefs are four point favorites. Unfortunately, Chiefs uh, have uh, been playing kind of suckalicious uh, lately. <laughs> <the year. laughs> and I'm, I love, I love the Kansas City Chiefs. I always will. They'll always be Team Two in my heart, if you will. But I'm, and this is a Monday night game. I'm going to take the Chargers. Uh, wow! And four points on that
0: particular game. Well, you're really changing it up this week, aren't you?
1: A little bit. Yeah. I have enough gut feeling, and I have enough feeling in this gut. I have
0: enough gut. Gut! I I would go with it if I had that much gut, but then again, who am I to talk? Uh, You know, now I'm in an interesting position, because I've gone opposite you on two games, but I've already used my replacement game, so I have to be very careful here. My instinct right now is to go with the Chiefs, but I have another game picked that has huge points and I think, I think I'm think i going to stick with my original pick Arizona visiting San Francisco uh, a road dog getting 13 and a half points so to sum up I'm taking Arizona at San Francisco getting 13 and a half points John is saying screw you to his Chiefs uh, picking the Chargers a four point home dog uh, Denver, Minnesota Ten and a half point. Denver is a ten and a half point dog. I'm taking the Broncos. John is taking his Vikings. Buffalo, Miami. Uh, it's again, Dolphins. Seven and a half point. Home, Dogs. I'm taking my Dolphins. John's taking the Bills. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, kids and kittens. Now, this either blows up in my face or I look like a flipping genius. Well, actually, if I had taken Kansas City. Because then it could only go one way. The win, you know, we all... But I'm, I'm looking to make a big, big jump here. I can only pick up potentially three games, but wouldn't that be something? Wouldn't that be something if that happened?
1: It would be something. We bring this right I back think, in. I think Barry Manilow uh, said it best. It would be a miracle.
0: Yeah, a true blue spectacle. Right. That's the next lyric, by the way. Anyway, thank you. May I?
1: Yeah. Already? Do I
0: do I interrupt your segment? Yes. I do. You're not wrong. I do. I believe the correct answer there was constantly. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, kids and kittens, that will conclude John and Ed versus the Spread for Week 11. Do you believe it's Week 11 already? My goodness. We're already, we're already talking playoffs. You know. Jeez, Louise. So anyway here we are kids and kittens as, as always if you haven't made your bets yet with your bookie du jour your bookie of choice please don't go by anything we've said because John tell them why
1: uh, at this point in time if you haven't figured it out if you go with our picks uh, I shouldn't say our picks uh, one of us <laughs> does that winning record you know, thing. Uh,
0: no no none of us neither of us has a losing record
1: Well, this is true, but, uh, you know, uh, Ed's over there uh, uh, wallowing in meteorology there. (laughs) (laughs) So, anyways, don't do it. Just don't do it. Just don't do it.
0: Don't bet any real money based on what we tell you. No, no. If if you've got the rent money in one hand and our picks in the other, Ah. (laughs) just don't do it. Till next week, kids and kittens. See, I don't have a I don't have a snappy send-off song like John has now, but we're going to work on that.
1: We'll just turn up your tunes. Turn it up.
0: Crank it till the crank the volume until the knob breaks off.
1: That's it. Or your ear blo- or your eardrum's burst one or the other. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, here we go. We got uh Oh, about uh, what is it? Forty-two minutes after the hour here. On, that's uh, well. That's the, in, that's irrelevant to the people that are listening to SoundCloud. But, you are uh, correct. But uh, anyways, uh, we got a few minutes here to dabble into a couple of other stories that uh, I thought were kind of amusing. So really? for, wait, yeah. wait, wait a
0: second. When did this become about okay. what you think is amusing? You got something to add?
2: Nah I got nothing.
1: Well then <laughs> Like uh like and like uh like baby mama always tells fake Uber driver. Zip it. Zip it.
0: <laughs> Gabish. Gabish. So
1: speaking uh speaking of Kansas City like we were earlier. Apparently, there have been some uh, people in uh, Kansas City who have been complaining about a foul odor that has uh, kind of wafted uh, through the city.
0: Have you have been, been there?
1: I, have I been there? Yeah. I was born in Kansas
0: City. I just want to make sure it's not you that there. are
1: uh, No, but, you know, you're actually close. There, but there are people that were calling uh, 911 over this uh, foul odor that was uh, uh, being noticed in uh, KCMO. You know where that source of uh, foul odor was coming from?
0: My underpants?
1: Uh, Well, that too, but no. It was actually coming from Minnesota. (laughs) Yeah. Apparently there is a turkey farm or a hog farm or something like that. In the southern south of the Twin Cities, that uh, and the the winds were just blowing in the right direction. Um, I, I I guess it had to have been penetrating into Iowa too, but in Iowa they're used to that smell, so uh, they it didn't uh, affect them as much. But yeah, apparently uh, apparently the smell was uh, was coming from Minnesota. Uh, It's so funny, Uh, there's a tweet here uh, by Elizabeth underscore Kim, uh, K-Y-M, that shows a weather map, weatherman from Kansas City, uh, showing uh, a weather map with little uh, uh, poo-poo emojis scattered all over it uh, in the Minnesota region as he's explaining why it stinks to high heaven in Kansas City. So... But whatever you do, if you're in Kansas City, don't uh, call 911 if you uh, if you have an issue with uh, stink in your area. Ah, hey, so in Denver, now this is how, how often have you gone to a hotel and uh, forgot that uh, uh, come out of the shower or whatever, went into the room. And uh, forgot that the window was wide open, and you uh, and you didn't have the uh, the shades pulled to uh, give you some privacy. As do you, you mean walked out?
0: Do you mean accidentally, or when i do it intentionally?
1: Well, well either way, never, never, never. Oh, so anyways.
0: Sorry, you sound disappointed.
1: Uh, no, to, to tell you the truth, well. It, just understanding that you and I, to my knowledge, have never been in the same city at the same time.
0: We've never been in the same state at the same time. Come, well, Have we been in the same time zone? Uh,
1: no, I don't think so.
0: I don't believe so.
1: I don't believe so, no. Uh, although I will tell you, though, a quick story on, on top of this, that uh, uh, Granny Annie and I stayed in a hotel in Chicago, that was surrounded by other skyscrapers. And uh, I don't think that at any given time we walked uh, by this big picturesque window, which was only about 50 yards away from uh, the nearest tower that also had uh, nice wide open windows and what have you. I I don't think that I did this. But uh, anyways, apparently the city of Denver has agreed to pay $300,000 to a United Airlines pilot who was arrested on an indecent exposure charge that was later dismissed by a judge. Uh, Andrew Collins, I guess the name of the pilot, uh, his attorney, Craig Silverman, announced the settlement on Monday. Collins, who served the United States Air Force, was arrested on September 20th of... excuse me, of 2018 by Denver police and accused of indecent exposure for standing naked... In front of his tenth or tenth floor hotel window overlooking Denver International Airport uh, terminal, Collins spent days in the Denver City Jail after his arrest. As Silverman told NBC News Tuesday his client was unaware he could be seen when he opened the curtains of his hotel room in late uh, in the late morning of that September day. Uh, that. <laughs> So, dude walks out after probably after getting out of the shower, opens up his uh, shades, and there he is in all his grandeur. And apparently, somebody's seen it. You know. Uh,
2: what, what? Now, find now, now,
0: now, hold on a second. Hold on. What floor was he on? Tenth. He's on the tenth, tenth floor, floor, and he's across from an office building.
1: No, he's across from, uh, basically from Denver, uh, airport. Uh, terminal so, so, airport.
0: I'm just trying to be clear. So was it somebody on the ground that saw no, him?
1: I'm sure that, you know, as you're walking through a terminal, there might be some windows that are facing the hotel.
0: Yeah, But not so, 10 stories yeah. up.
1: Well, okay. So okay.
0: unless the man is, unless the man is, very well gifted
1: well uh, well not necessarily depends on how close the terminal is actually to the hotel for one and it also depends on you know how tall the uh, terminal is you know you got to figure out at least three stories
0: okay and how long was he in jail 10 days
1: yeah yeah he was he was jailed for 10 days and, uh, you know from reading i i did read this story believe it or not actually because it was fascinating and i thought eh, you know i might actually read this story so basically giving my book review of the story apparently he uh uh he wasn't aware of it he was just uh, uh he just basically opened his uh sh- opened the blinds basically to see what's going on see what the skies looked like and apparently somebody uh uh was just happened to be looking up at the you know from the terminal looking out the window looking up and boy did they get to see some
0: clearly clearly yeah.
1: and denver police who obviously the one the the officers around uh denver airport had uh nothing uh better to do so they arrested him so and well hey what the hell he got paid. In essence, he got paid three hundred thousand dollars for putting on his little uh, show there across, uh, at Denver Airport.
0: But to spend, okay. but to spend ten days in jail. Mm-hmm. Not to mention what this does to his employment status, his career. I, this is one of those things. All people will ever hear is that he was in jail for this they won't hear the rest of the story. I think $300,000 is a pittance by comparison. And especially when, here's what I'd like to know from the police report. Did he stand in the the window doing uh, helicopters or, you know, uh, swinging things around and, and rubbing his butt up against the window or did he just come out of the shower walk over to the bed you know drop his towel and you know proceed to get dressed uh, uh, you know was he doing anything lewd I'm going to guess no and uh, I, I, it just sounds to me like a real a real pile of uh, Colorado turd if you ask me yeah
1: exactly you know, and, and again, it goes back to what I've said all along. This whole stigma that we seem to have in this country w- w- where we don't have them in other countries, you know, in, in Europe or anything like that. We don't have this whole uh, oh no, my god. There's nude. somebody. Somebody saw somebody nude. Oh my goodness. You know, boy howdy. And, uh, it's a stigma. It's just one of these things. There shouldn't be anything. Uh, there should not even be a whole thing called indecent exposure. You know, it's one thing if you're being, like you said, one thing if you're being lewd and, you know, you know, sticking your ass up against the window. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, that's one thing. But to just happen to pop out of your hotel room, open up your, or pop out of your bathroom in the hotel, and... You know, pop open the uh, curtains and there it happened. Uh, yeah, we're just way, way too caught up about that kind of stuff.
0: Well, right. That's that's what I mean. If, if it just happened that the shades were open. Look, he's on the 10th floor. And look, if he's on the second floor, yeah, then he's just being a jerk about it. But you're on the 10th floor and, you know, it's, it's the day. You want the sunlight in the room. Be that as it may. Uh, you know, all somebody would have had to do was call and, you know, and the police would just come in and say, "Hey, look, tell the guy in room ten o two, he needs to close his his curtains."
4: Yeah. That. That's, that's it. Easy, huh?
0: But again, these things don't happen in a vacuum, so you want to know what actually transpired. Was there a reason he was actually taken to jail? Did did the did the police overstep their boundaries? Things got a little physical. Uh, did the guy act like a true jerk when the police showed up? Somebody acted like a jerk there, and that's what got him in jail. This was not
4: yeah, – right.
0: yeah. somebody did something. There's Again, things don't happen in a vacuum, and, and this is – there's more to this than uh,
1: – Yeah, this is true. And, of course, unfortunately, it's one of those things, again, how uh, the media – under-reports things uh, when they write these stories. I mean, we've seen it time and time again. You know, how many times has the British... Uh, it's British. Oh, there's a word for you. The there is
0: a word. Oh, we like that.
1: Yeah. Uh, how many times have they referred to uh, uh, Ubers and and, and cabs as they're called, as taxis?
0: Oh, we get that here, too. I mean, uh, I, I agree. A lot of the... Uh, a lot of the tweets we see because of who we follow. Yeah, we see a lot more of it from the UK, but there's a lot of people here refer to them as cabs and taxis too.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I got one more here, real quick. Uh, All right. That I can share with you, and this is uh, this comes from. Uh, I don't even know where this happened to tell you the truth, but anyways. Houston uh, Rockets guard Austin Rivers got his wish and L.A. Clippers coach Doc Rivers was uh, ejected. Well, apparently, uh, uh, apparently Doc Rivers, who is coaching uh, right now is coaching the uh, Clippers, uh, is the father of Austin Rivers, who is a uh, who plays for the Rockets so apparently uh apparently doc rivers was uh uh disputing a call or whatnot here and was being a kind of being a horse's ass like uh sometime coaches get to be and uh his son was saying hey wait a minute eject his ass you know and of course i'm very much paraphrasing here you know eject him he's uh uh, he's being a fool or whatever like that, and the referee said, "Okay, you're ejected." And I, there's obviously more to it than that, but I find it kind of funny that uh, that the uh, elder uh, Rivers was apparent, you know, was ejected at the request of his uh, of his son. Are you googling this story or something? No, like
0: I am not. I am not.
1: Oh, okay, I see. Uh yeah that apparently he was issued two technicals and ejected uh from the game eventually won by the rockets so score one for the kid and uh yeah that was uh that was uh kind of humorous i thought at the time uh i guess you had you had to be there
0: <laughs> i i suppose i suppose so
1: oh well we got about three minutes left here or less Seven well actually four,
0: eight. actually it's two minute it's the two minute warning
1: two minute warning two minute you warning know what I think should, you know what I think we should give the uh the uh our friends here because I just thought this was funnier than hell we're gonna dig up a little bit from uh, last week's show and uh before we go into the end here and just remember this.
2: It appears President Trump doesn't want to be a New Yorker anymore. Court documents show he and First Lady Melania have changed their permanent address to Trump's Mar-a-Lago Resort in Palm Beach, Florida.
3: Start spreading the
2: news. Trump's leaving today. To be apart from it
3: New York, New York Go tell the fake news He's longing to stray Just like he's done on every wife
2: Uno, dose and Trace. I want
0: to wake up in a city Without a truck
1: I think that's a hell of a way to go out. To tell you the truth, <laughs> I
0: I couldn't I could not agree with you more. I think that's uh, again it was a fabulous piece of music, and we're 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 down to mere seconds here, kids and kittens. Uh, Are you so,
1: counting down here? Well, it five, four, three, or we we're getting
0: we're getting close to it. We're getting close to it. But, you know, we've got big football games today. I have a big football game today because we're going to whoop up on, on uh, the Bills are coming into South Florida, and we're going to whoop up on them. And, uh, that's
1: an early game, is it
0: not? That's a 1 o'clock yeah. game, sir.
1: Yeah, early game. That, that's what we call them, early game. We have early games, late games. And then you have stupid games in London. So, there's that. I think it's time to say goodnight, Dick. Goodnight, Dick. <laughs> From Egan, Minnesota, I'm John Shannon.
3: Audio. See ya!